This John Smoltz edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Use promo code SGPN NBA to get 10% off everything in the store. Hey, this is John Smoltz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. To the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. We are the true multi sport athletes, Sean. Yes, we are. We're uh yeah, we're all over the map. Mm. Just had an awesome interview with Jeremy Roenick. Make sure you check that episode out. Obviously, we got you covered with our picks episodes, XFL, uh, NBA. We got you covered. And then SGPN Draft Week starts on Monday. We got our, uh, we're, we're doing a live mock draft Wednesday night, our live draft reaction show Thursday night, a couple more, uh, you know, NFL props episodes. We have a NFL draft contest where we're giving away mm. cash and a gift card. Exclusively, that's going to be for Discord only. Really? So, sports slash Discord. Get in now uh, so you don't miss out on that. But uh, today, we're talking to uh, John Smoltz, of course, Hall of Famer for the Atlanta Braves. Also, a, a really uh, dominant golfer. It's 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 crazy how good these they like. John Smoltz sounds like he's good, legit good at every sport. Uh, I mean, oftentimes when you hear guys tell stories of getting to play with Tiger, it's more of like an anecdotal, like charity. Yeah, case like a one-time like, thing. It sounds you're, like you're shaking in your boots the whole time. But I mean, yeah, I, as you'll hey, hear, this uh, this is not that. Normally, when I hear these guys, oh, they're so good at this, they're so good at that sport. I fi- I don't <laughs> like them. But John Smoltz yeah. uh, came on the show, great guy, and uh, a lot of fun. Before we get to the interview, shout out to Underdog Fantasy again. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, perfect place to get down on some sweet player prop parlays over at Underdog Fantasy, and they have. Again, daily games for MLB, NBA, NHL, and Best Ball Mania two. Uh, or sorry, Best Ball Mania. What is it like five? Four. Four is coming. It's IV. Best Ball Mania four is coming, aka fantasy football best ball drafts, aka the best way to play fantasy, aka Th- stick that IV in my veins. There is, there's going to be at least I think two million in prizes, if not more. You got to oh, get no, your account more. set up. Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN, hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Joining us on the line, Hall of Famer John Smoltz. John, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, anytime. Uh, of course, you are uh, playing this weekend in the Invited a Celebrity Classic. You can catch that over on the Golf Channel. I see you're rocking a a Masters polo. Um, I, I I was uh, doing a little research on you, and I I saw a story that you actually got to play Augusta with Tiger Woods on a Sunday. Uh, obviously not in the masters, but what was that like? So it was a blast. Uh, I played Augusta, obviously I live in Atlanta, so I played it more than uh, a handful of times, but this one was special because it was about a month before the masters. Uh, I was in spring training 
and Tiger, we were play, we'd play a lot of golf, a lot of rounds together. And he called me up, uh, I think Friday night. He said, Hey, what are you doing Sunday? And I'm like, well, I gotta be at, I gotta be at the park. You know, I gotta be at <laughs> technically have a day. game, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you up to? <laughs> and he said, well, wheels up, I think 6am I'll have you in. Uh, we're playing Augusta and uh, Sunday pins, all the Sunday pins were going to be set up for him. And he said, I'll have you back by three o'clock. And I said, just give me a day. To, I got to check. It's a light day for me. Maybe my manager will let me. <laughs> Never thinking ever that this would happen. And so I go in, I asked everybody, did, you know, did anybody make Bobby Cox mad? Is he in a good mood? And I circled the wagons. And <laughs> then I went in and I, check, said, yeah. <laughs> I said, all right, Bobby, here's the deal. I totally get it. I had to ask. I, I understand the answer is probably no, but here's the deal. Uh, Tiger offered to fly me up. I got a light day. Um, what do you think to Augusta? And he goes, you know what, Smoltzy? He said, I'll see you Monday. And I just stared at him like, really? And he <laughs> said, I'll see you Monday. So nobody found out, believe it or not. Um, I was a little bit late getting to the plane. It was kind of like a, a foggy morning. And so my lateness, 30 minutes, uh, I was on the horn, on the phone, trying to figure out where it was. Finally got on the, you know, the plane and we got there. Because everything was so tight, we couldn't hit any balls. So we went right to the first tee. Oh, no. And, you know, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a dream come true where oh, you get the adrenaline. Play, yeah. You know, and so I'm pumped. I piped the first one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like bunker high in the middle of the fairway. And he hit his ball in the bunker. And so we're walking down the fairway and, you know, and he said, this might be your day. I said, you're darn right. It's going to be my day. <laughs> And I proceeded to make a double bogey on that hole, and he proceeded to make par and shoot 66. I think I shot 76. But it was the most unbelievable round of golf I've ever watched. It was boring, actually, because there was nothing spectacular, but he knew every spot, every spec, where to hit it. And, you know, you, you got a great perspective firsthand to see what TV can't show you. And I wanted to stay. I wanted to keep playing. Uh, but he did. He had me back by three. The game was like in the <laughs> fifth inning and I went to my apartment and next day showed up and really never said anything. Well, yeah, they, just, and they say though, it's the Hills that get you. Like it's actually yes. like the TV does not show you how much texture there is to that course. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, if John, if you're ever in uh, Burbank, California, that I have the same knowledge of DeBell here, the, <laughs> the municipal course. So if you ever want to play around. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll probably shoot seventy six on the front nine. Uh, that's usually a good score for me. Not well, seventy six at Augusta. I and, mean, I think we're burying the lead. That's and, a pretty awesome round. And the mental capacity to pipe a drive down the middle of the fairway <laughs> with Tiger uh, watching. I mean, even just. I mean, at that point, I would have ended the round. I'm like, all right, so it looks like looks like <laughs> I did gonna better. Get better than this. We'll just move on. Yeah, I mean, but uh, it, I mean, that's where you know the pitching and, and the mental edge. I would imagine in that constant one-on-one -on -one battle translates nicely to the golf game. It does. Um, there's some things though that I'm deficient in, and there's some bad thoughts that come into my mind every <laughs> once in a while. And in a tournament, that I'm trying to eliminate that. And I still haven't found a way to eliminate it. The one good thing about baseball and pitching is if you make a mistake, you can atone for it right within the same at bat. Sometimes you make a mistake on a hole and it knocks you out of a tournament because you make a big number. So it's it, there, there's a lot of mental toughness stuff that I've tried to uh, correlate and use, but I, I just not, I got too many different swings. You know, I'm physically getting a little bit better. I got a new hip. I got one more on the way. And if I could just get to that point of confidence in my body, then I may not have as many of those wayward shots, but I love competing. 
I love learning. And it seems like every tournament, I find myself doing the same thing over and over again. Slow first round, get after it the second round, and try to make that late charge in the third round. Yeah, and and uh, for the invited celebrity classic, they got a free uh, pick 'em game you can play. Uh, you're right up there. Uh, you're you're five to one to win it all. Marty Fish four to one. Tony Romo two to one. I'm an Eagles fan. Oh, yeah. uh, co-host Ryan here is a Giants fan. So we're oh, we're we're every time we talk to these celebrity golfers, we're like, can you? Please beat Tony Romo. Uh, that's what we're rooting for. You gotta like your chances though. Five to one. You're hanging around. You you. What, what's your scouting report on your uh, fellow golfers there? Well, they're they're really good and they're a lot younger and they bomb it. You know, I'm fifty. I'm gonna be fifty six, but I can grind it out as long as the wind stays up. I think I've got a chance. Um, you know, I, I've. <laughs> I had 11, 11 or 12 birdies in two days in the two pro amps and it gets you absolutely nothing. But <laughs> today I had four, three putts and that's my, that's the difference in he my got them out of I the just, way. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, for whatever reason, I, I, I'm free in a, in a pro am and I need to find a way to get free in a round that counts. So yeah, I'm kind of there. I, this is the, this is what I do every tournament. I kind of stay in the middle five to six and then try to make a jump in the game, you know, second round. Um, but I, I, my putter let me down and that's been hot. That that's been the hottest part of my game lately. And, and the greens with all that rain yesterday slowed about two feet and it took me a long time. Well, I never really got used to it. So that there's, there's my score. Oh, that's the problem. That's the, the, you know, now you're speaking to the amateur golfer. It's the three putts. Yeah, that's the yeah, difference that, between they just add up, right? Because you 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 have a couple good. I mean, for me, it's like finish I, around and count your three putts, <laughs> and then you you can always be like, all right, well, that makes sense. That's yeah, why that's I was six, I come, six strokes off. <laughs> that's that's no where doubt. things that's where things unravel there. Now I know you uh you qualified at one point for the U.S. Senior Open. Do you ever consider? going back, making another run or, or where are you at with uh, playing in the senior tour? So once I get my second hip done, I want to see where I've got to what I've got to do. I've got a lot more time than I did before. I was in the heat of uh, MLB con MLB network contract and Fox squeezing golf when I could um, played hurt a lot. You know, I love, I love the game of golf, so I'm not going to complain if I'm hurt, I'm just going to deal with it, but it got to a quality of life thing. I'm so glad I got my left hip done. I can't wait to have my right hip done. That pain is nauseating when you're trying to figure out how to stay over the ball without swaying and just walking, walking a golf tour. You talked about uh, Augusta. I played Augusta a year ago and it, I didn't think I could get to my car. That's how bad my, my hips hurt. So I, I, I would like to make one more run at qualifying um, and just see what happens. You know, I still think I have enough length but I got to sure up a thing, a few things around the green. That's where I'm losing my shots on uh, the chipping and just some, some mental uh, aggression uh, without <laughs> going too crazy with uh, going for everything. It just shows you how good these guys are. And it's awesome to hear someone talking about getting a hip replacement as a means to like make their sporting career advance. Well, yeah, you got, you got to love it. Like you think you retire from baseball, you're going to take it easy, but you're going, you're going uh, gung ho for well, the next sport. I get that feeling. Cause when I first got into golf, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm just going to play every day and get better. 
And then, yeah, you realize that you don't, you don't ever want to admit it to your friends, but like, ah, oh, my back is kind of, you, you start, <laughs> yeah. you start with these kind of like incremental I, I, injuries. I try to explain to my wife after golfing <laughs> I, when I come home and I'm exhausted and she's like, you're just tired. Cause you had eight beers. I'm like, well, <laughs> that, that was, that was part of it, but also swinging a club, you know, for me swinging yeah. over a hundred times <laughs> and then you add in your warm up swings. I'm like, it's tiring. She doesn't, she doesn't uh, believe me that it's all just the game itself. You're actually, you started out like high school multi-sport athlete. I heard you said basketball um, yeah. was your, was your first love. Did you yeah. think you had a shot to go pro in other sports? How did it work out that you kind of ended up on baseball? Well, you know, uh, growing up in Michigan, the seasons changed sports. Uh, I played football early on as quarterback, then baseball when it was baseball and then basketball, never played golf. That's the one thing I never did. Um, and basketball was just something I, I just fell in love with. Uh, I love the strategy of it. I love to compete. Played in probably one of the best leagues. You know, I played in the league that Magic Johnson, Jay Vincent, and those guys came through in Lansing, Michigan. Oh, yeah. And I was going to go to Michigan State, and they were going to let me try to play both, play basketball and baseball. I'd love to see how that would have worked out. Um, six three point guard loves to pass before he shoots, but I can shoot. So I, I could do a little bit of both. I was a free throw specialist, so get me on the line mm. late in the game. That was kind of why. That's I made my sounds money like a guy that. we'd want to bet on in uh, March oh, yeah. Madness, Ryan. Uh, yeah, a, right a guard who hits right. his free throws. Let's go. <laughs> exactly, and so you know, I played in an all-state all-star game in the summer, um, and I realized. I told my dad, I said, "Okay, when I'm going up against Glenn Rice, Roy Marble, B.J. Armstrong, Lloyd Vaught, Mark Hughes, when seven NBA players that end up in my class." Um, I couldn't stop BJ Armstrong. I couldn't <laughs> stop Andre Risen, who was a great football player, obviously, but Man, a great yeah. basketball player. So that that dedication would have taken a lot more. Um, and my my dad made the right decision, wouldn't let me play football past seventh grade or eighth grade because of, you know, well, my right arm was pretty, pretty dynamic. So I could throw a football <laughs> and I could throw so a that's baseball, our money but maker. I <laughs> but I but I don't think I could have taken a hit very I would I would have been the guy. Literally would have been the guy with the most touchdowns and the most interceptions because I don't think I would have thrown it away. Well, Gunsling, if, you only, like if only you came around nowadays, they don't hit the quarterbacks anymore. That's true. Been fine. That's true. Gonna add a long career. Well, you mentioned uh, we're talking multi-sport athletes. Of course, you got to play uh, with Deion Sanders. Uh, what was that like playing with Dion? And now he's he's made the transition to to coaching, kind of out of nowhere here, coaching a big program in Colorado. What do you what are your thoughts on Dion in uh, moving to Colorado there? Dion's one of the greatest teammates I've ever had. Um, I love Dion. Um, I know prime time and all that the uh, self uh, advertising and all that that went on. He was he was a great teammate. He was a, he was beyond belief talented. Obviously, uh, one of the stories I always tell Steve Avery. Believe it or not, I was actually pretty fast. I was the official pinch runner early in my career. Well, for, three, how many how many career uh, stolen bases? We were watching some stolen few. base I highlights. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. ninety one NL, NLCS. Don't don't sell yourself <laughs> short. Stole yeah. stole a base off a Gold Glove catcher. Let's yeah. go. It, it wasn't it wasn't a pretty slide. I thought I could go in standing <laughs> up, and at the last minute I slid. You had the Didn't jacket on. <laughs> I had the jacket on. I had the parachute working. Slowed me down a little bit. Wind resistance. Deion Sanders gave uh, me and Steve Avery a 20 yard head start in a 60 yard dash. And we were like, you ain't going to beat us. 20 <laughs> yards is a lot. No chance. Wow. I mean, no chance. He was as he would have been one of the greatest leadoff player batters to ever play the game if all he did was play baseball. Obviously, he shut down the entire side of the football field where nobody else has been able to do that quite like him. 
And, you know, from the, from his transition now to coaching, I just don't think it's going to be any different. Uh, he believes what he believes. He's a pretty big-time motivator, to say the least, and um, I think he's going to get that program rocking. Um, I would not ever bet against Deion Sanders, and we had so much fun. With, back in the day, believe it or not, this was the game of choice. Do you guys remember Tetris with the Game yeah, Boy? Yes, yep. Okay, so we would do the hookup. We'd have the little wire hooked up. We'd be seat to seat, <laughs> and we'd do these Tetris and tournaments. And I'm telling you, there was nothing more funnier than when you know you're about to blow up the other person. And <laughs> it just, D- it, beating we, Dion in Tetris. That's, that's got to be that's fun. Ping, that, was, that was before the ping pong tables in the locker that's room. Exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly that. right. I love that. That's exactly right. So always... between that and, and fishing, Dion was one of the most passionate fishers, fishermen I've, really? ever, I've ever been. Oh, my gosh. He would, he would. So Dion, would, a, would he trash talk in fishing? No doubt. <laughs> oh, no doubt. That's such a funny visual Dion. Cause you think of Dion, oh. like a flashy dresser. You don't think of him hanging out on a boat, on a river, dominating hopefully, fishing as well. Hopefully he wasn't loading up the fish with weights. Like those guys that were cheating <laughs> oh, yeah. in the bass. Hey, listen, listen, he got kicked out of more places that said no fishing here. Really? He went everywhere. Oh yes. Yes. We, we, in spring training in West Palm beach, we stayed at PGA Boulevard and there's a bunch of lakes around the, the, the golf course. Well, <laughs> he fished them out. Like he took them out. He took them home. That's I think his, his mom, I, I think his mom. Now I, I, you know, bass in a golf course with a lot of <laughs> fertilizer. I'm not so yeah, sure. I don't I know if I'd be, fish, I'd be eating that, but uh, you know, we would, go, the ocean we would go, we would go with bobbers and shiners and the running, the running statement would be, I got action. I got action. And then as soon <laughs> as he would nail a fish, oh my goodness. So we had that kind of time and that kind of fun. And, Look, in 1992, Dion was going to win the MVP of the World Series had we won against Toronto. He was playing two sports at the time. Yeah. He was playing with a fractured foot. And um, I'm going to tell you something. We loved him. I know there was a lot of controversy sometimes with with some of the teams or some of the things he might have said, but there was no controversy with him playing two sports and playing for us. It was more general manager and him controversy, not team. And we we couldn't get enough Dion. No, Dion's one of those guys, like as I've gotten old, you know, as a fan growing up, I'm like, oh, he's so flashy. But then as you get older, you're like, man, every teammate that played with Dion was like, he was a dog. He worked his butt off. Yeah. Like no he was one a who guy. played with him had a problem with his flashiness, which tells you yeah. how awesome he was. Right. Like, yeah. and the competitive stuff, it like, that's what, if there's one thing I've learned from talking to folks who've competed at the highest level, they they don't just compete at that level in, in whatever, like we were just talking to Jeremy Ronick yesterday, talking about Michael Jordan and gin. Yes. Like it's just, yeah. when you got to win, you got to <laughs> win. So yeah, good transition yeah. back to your golf career here. But I could imagine it turns into a little bit of almost like a pet, like an addiction, right? Like golf is that perfect. I'm a competitor. I'm competing against myself and I can do it every day. Yeah. The beauty of it, it for me is this, um, I, in a team sport, I love being a teammate, right? I love being part of a team sport, but golf's all about you. It's about you and mother nature and there's nobody to bail you out and there's nobody to blame. And so from an individual moment and in every day that I step on the course, I think this might be the day I shoot my low round. And as I get older, I I'm, I'm inching closer to wanting my goal is to shoot 66 when I turn 66 and then shoot my age, the rest of life. Um, that's how um, consumed I am with the game of golf <laughs> because it's the only competitiveness I have left. And the beauty of, of golf is you're in a place where nobody kind of bothers you. No one runs up, gets your autograph and, and your buddies want to beat your brains in. So I, uh, 
I love our matches. Um, I think I averaged somewhere between 45 and 54 holes a day during the shutdown and COVID when that's all you could do is play golf. Yeah. And that's probably where my hips went to uh, <laughs> bone on bone, but it was fun. And it was, uh, it's, it's, I, I can't get enough of it. I, I'm not satisfied with 18 holes. Let's put it that way. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's great to just have that, that drive. I, that's, that's what, that's me and, and betting on the game. So. Well, it, Ryan, <laughs> I, I was trying to do the math of how long I ha- would have to live. I mean, they're, oh, they're to making, shoot your age? yeah, they're making a lot of advancements in medical technology. Yeah. I mean, maybe we get, to, if I can hit one fifteen, that's probably I've been I in the seventies twice in my life. And okay. the, both of those times were the extreme luck like happened on, <laughs> on the course that day. You need a couple, a uh, couple of uh, crazy uh, kicks here or there. Um, yeah, John, appreciate you calling in before we let you go. We uh, haven't really talked much baseball. If you had a, I know it's early in the season, but uh, who do you, any, any long shots, any, any teams you like to win uh, the world series coming up here? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot been made about where I am right now in Texas, right? Yeah. Texas had done a lot in the off season and could they be that long shot that um, in a tough division in the American league, if their pitching stays healthy, I like their chances. I mean, they've got really stout pitching and their offense seems to be more than adequate, but that's the key in baseball. It's about health. You know, Atlanta Braves got a great pitching staff, New York Mets. If they stay healthy, it's a battle for the East. The West is going to be a battle between basically two teams. So when everything evens out, it's, it's early in the year, 162 games kind of makes, kind of makes hot starts become irrelevant. If, and the old adage in baseball is you're going to win 60 and lose 60. It's the 42 in between that separates the rest of the teams. Yeah. And that's really kind of the general rule. And the teams that win world championships are the team that have the best pitching and they don't put the ball, they don't strike out. So I, 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 I like what Texas did. I, I'm a little concerned that they, they don't, you know, if they can stay healthy in the rotation, then it's going to be a really, really good year. Um, we've seen, you don't have to win the division to go deep in the world series, but it, it, it's, it, it helps to, to win your division and, and, and get seated that way. So, so far the new rules, I'm in love with the new rules. The game is crisper is more action. We're going to see athleticism again. And I think for the sport desperately needed something like this to get it back on track because the game and the players were learning to play too slow and the action was minimal and we we've got more action now. Oh, it's great to hear you say that. And honestly, I think your stolen base tally would have been five or six with the new bags. So and you can only get a couple pickoff attempts. <laughs> Mo- right. Look out Ricky Henderson, John Smoltz uh, coming for you. Well, John, appreciate you calling in uh, and uh, best of luck. Of course, in the invited celebrity classic, uh, we're rooting for you to take down Tony Romo. So uh, thanks, John. Appreciate it. You got it guys. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Smoltzy. Uh, for hopping on the show, I feel like we can call him Smoltzy. Ryan got a, got a couple of chuckles uh, in there with our buddy uh, Smoltzy. I would be very nervous to play golf with him. <laughs> oh you my could, god! I, th- it, it, that's more than a hobby. No, he is. You can <laughs> tell he's, he's getting he's, hips put in to play <laughs> golf better. That's awesome. You can and you can tell he still has that competitive edge. The way he was <laughs> talking about his game, the way he was talking about oh, I got negative swing thoughts. I got to get rid of those. Like he's. It's not just a hobby. He's still playing it as a as a competitor. I would almost be more scared to play with Smoltz than Tiger Woods because Tiger Woods, I could write it off as a joke. But Smoltz, he seems like a guy. He 
you got to be you got to be focused. You got to be dialed. You got to be playing better. I feel like I would be a uh, I'd be the guy like hacking through the woods, driving him crazy. Also get the sense that he's the he's like my kind of shit talker. <laughs> just like matter of fact statements, like yeah. not no screaming, no post shot celebration. Nah, just he, like, he keeps it. Ah, real. Hey, be, be, be careful that uh, be careful that, that that hill over there. <laughs> shit, now the hills in my head. A uh, lot of fun uh, talking to John Smoltz again. Draft week is coming. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Smash. That subscribe button, youtube.com slash sports gaming podcast, and our draft contest. It's going to be exclusively in the Discord there. Uh, stay tuned. We got XFL picks. We just did that episode, NFL or NBA picks. Uh, check that episode out as well. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green, and he is Ryan. I do think maybe I could take him in a race. <laughs> Kramer, let it ride.